All Things Work is sponsored by PNC Organizational Financial Wellness. Organizational Financial Wellness, organized for you. Learn more at pnc.com slash wellness. PNC and PNC Bank are registered marks of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc., PNC. Welcome to All Things Work, a podcast from the Society for Human Resource Management. I'm your host, Tony Lee, head of content here at SHRM. Thank you for joining us. All Things Work is an audio adventure where we talk with thought leaders and tastemakers to bring you an insider's perspective on all things work. Maya Angelou famously said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And a place where this rings especially true is the world of work. The pandemic has made everyone's jobs harder and the increased difficulties of working during a health crisis means that employees everywhere are now more stressed, depressed, and anxious than ever. In other words, many employees don't feel great. They're also leaving their jobs in record numbers, which is very understandable because no one wants to stay somewhere where they don't feel great. As a result, we're seeing a renewed emphasis among employers on the importance of the employee experience, which raises the question, what can employers do to create better experiences for their employees so that they're both happier and less likely to leave. Joining me today to talk more about enhancing the employee experience is Lindsay Garrido. Lindsay is the Director of Human Capital Management and Total Rewards at WestMed Medical Group, a multi-specialty outplacement medical group with nearly 400 providers and 1,500 employees in New York's Westchester County. Lindsay is also a SHRM Senior Certified Professional. Now we know COVID has had such a devastating impact on healthcare workers. So as an HR leader at an organization with employees whose experience at work has become so much harder, she's the perfect guest to speak on what employers can do when they see that their employees are in need of a better experience in their jobs. Lindsay, welcome to All Things Work. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. So there's some new research out from SHRM that shows that 52% of employees are anxious at work and 48% are mentally and physically exhausted at the end of their work days. Does that surprise you? Definitely not. So how come? Well, I think, you know, now more than ever, there's a lot more stress going on, you know, and that's coming from work, it's coming from home, and everything is sort of amplifying, um, you know, more and more health concerns. So employees are really dealing with a lot. They're dealing with changes in their workplace, whether that's being on the front lines and having a much, much more stressful environment to work in, or maybe suddenly being sort of uprooted from, you know, what your normal workplace environment was to going fully remote. Family issues, you know, whether that's maybe health matters, maybe your spouse or partner has lost their job or is having, you know, employment issues, needing to reanalyze, you know, benefits, So there's really a lot going on. And then you have those other components such as financial, you know, what are the financial circumstances an employee may be dealing with personally, and then the mental health aspect, right? So all of these things kind of, you know, culminate and put a lot of pressure on an employee that, you know, affects them throughout their day and even when they're at work. So they really have a lot that they're balancing. 
And, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of us learned more about the healthcare profession during the pandemic because, you know, we assumed healthcare professionals were on top of everything. You know, they're the ones taking care of us. And and we have learned that while that's true, what we've also found is that they themselves have issues as employees dealing with stress and anxiety, right? Of course. Yeah. And I think, you know, the big question is they're always taking care of everyone else, but who is taking care of them? Mm hmm. So let's talk about how you're taking care of your employees. That's <laughs> a good transition there. Yeah. So it, it feels like there are a lot of things that employers are trying to do to keep their employees happier, more productive, less stressed on board, you know, keeping them from from jumping ship. I mean, one of the things that you guys did was really take a close look at your benefits package and make some changes, right? Can can you talk about that? Sure. Yep. So that was, you know, really important to us. Um, something that we wanted to do actually even before the pandemic really hit. You know, we had these ideas, you know, off the bat that we wanted to open up all of our benefits, our carriers, our plans, and really make sure that we were offering the best benefits possible. And then, of course, the pandemic occurred. And I feel, you know, that really fostered the importance of healthcare and other benefits, right, and the role that they play in our employees' lives more so. So we did a full analysis of all of our benefits. We, you know, went to our current carriers, we explored new carriers, we did a whole sort of big RFP process. We looked at, you know, where we had gaps, where we were missing plans, uh, missing options that we could add, where we could make enhancements to what we already had. And, And we still have room to go. You know, this is still a moving target. It's something that, you know, I think ideally an organization should always be looking at and always analyze. And it's not just something that, you know, should remain static. So as the world is constantly evolving and changing internally in our organization, we need to be constantly sort of evolving and looking at what we're doing and making changes. So we wanted to really make sure that we were offering the best plans possible, the best coverage possible, One of the big changes that we made, actually, and what we were seeing was, you know, especially during the height of the pandemic, was having insurance coverage to begin with. And typically, you know, when you leave a job, your current coverage might end on a certain day, and then you're starting with a new employer, and depending on that employer's policy, you might have a gap in coverage. And then for those candidates that, you know, we were looking to hire, they were coming with you know, concern, they couldn't afford COBRA, right? You know, they couldn't afford to continue, you know, their health insurance coverage, which was so important to them, especially during this time where, you know, people knew that they might need it. And then, you know, they couldn't afford per se to wait for benefits to become active. So we were so excited to update our policy and we actually changed it where we offer benefits coverage day one. So this day that an employee starts with us, they are starting on our benefits. So that was a really important change that we made. And we, you know, really wanted employees coming on board to know, like right off the bat, you know, we're here for you and we're providing for you and your family. That's great. Can you give some examples of other things? I mean, you're, you're responsible for total rewards. I love that title, by the way, since yes. <laughs> total, total rewards encompasses a lot of things. It does. W- what else did you discover? So number one, you know, in terms of kind of creating that total rewards model and strategy, you know, that really 
is about integrating a lot of different programs and components within the organization together and to create those synergies. And, you know, here that includes benefits, compensation, wellness, you know, rewards, performance. So building total rewards really allowed us to create a more holistic approach that recognizes and supports how interconnected all of these highly important functions work together, while in turn, you know, fostering and enhancing uh, education, communication, and opportunities for employees in these areas. And so when you kind of have the total rewards model, you get to really highlight the total value of what you offer to your employees in terms of the full compensation and benefits package and how, you know, performance in their development is tied to rewards and different recognition opportunities. So it was really important for us as we evolved this model to make sure that we were giving employees insight into the total value of what we offer to them through our total rewards and really, you know, combining that full value of their personal compensation, benefits, time off, performance development, all the things that really matter and I think really vastly contribute to an employee's experience. We wanted to make sure that they had all the tools they need, the access that they need, really increased communication. We leveraged our HRIS system Workday to create a very comprehensive and robust total rewards dashboard. So it pulled together their personal total rewards, all of the information that they would need to best utilize their benefits. So it was really important to us to make sure they had access to plan documents, to flyers, um, and really understand all that they have available to them. I think sometimes that, you know, especially with benefits, it's not a constant conversation. You know, maybe you're talking about it at new hire time or open enrollment. But that was one of my goals was to make it a constant conversation, you know, making sure that employees were understanding their benefits all throughout the year. You know, they weren't forgetting about plans that maybe they had enrolled in or didn't understand. And even if maybe they hadn't, you know, decided to enroll in something, they had a lot more opportunities to learn about that particular type of benefit and why maybe it might be of value to them the next time they do have the opportunity to enroll so, you know, previously there would be a lot of gaps where employees just didn't even understand what benefits they truly had available to them. So I think that, you know, that's very important, especially now more than ever, because the talent market is just changing every day. And I think, you know, it has created an increased availability of job opportunities. So as employers, we're competing with so many more companies than we are, you know, we're originally used to just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and, you know, you hit on that point, historically companies have said, you know, well, our, our compensation is well-rounded and it's based on competitive analysis and uh, benchmarking. And, and these days employees come back and say, yeah, that's all good, but I want more money, more money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so where does salary play into your strategy? I mean, have you increased your, your pay rates given what's going on in the market? We actually also, in addition to doing a really deep dive into our benefits, we did a full analysis and deep dive into our compensation. So we actually, and we just completed it, we looked at every single position and role in our entire company. And we, you know, benchmarked that against different data sets and, you know, market data to make sure that we were, you know, providing the best compensation possible and really remaining competitive in the market and addressing anywhere that we maybe had gaps or needed to move that needle a little bit. 
Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So the other thing I think we've all heard an awful lot lately is, you know, yeah, the money is fine, the the, the benefits are fine, but I need greater flexibility. You know, I I have issues. I've got childcare issues. I've got elder care issues. I've got whatever it might be. Sometimes that means I need to work remotely. Sometimes that means I need to work non-traditional hours. How does that work for you guys, especially in a healthcare setting? Definitely in healthcare, it's a little more challenging, right? Because predominantly most of the staff is seeing patients. Where we did start to see a shift though and and have internally started to get more creative and flexible is, you know, seeing what roles can be remote. And especially, you know, with care for patients and, and nursing care, that doesn't always need to be on site and in person. You know, we have definitely started evolving and hiring more remote nurses that can, you know, triage patients, address any gaps in care, take care of follow-ups on a remote basis. And we've had a few employees that did need to, you know, leave the company for personal reasons. Maybe they were relocating based on family needs. Maybe they had, you know, a family situation that, you know, unfortunately they just could no longer work their schedule or come into the office. And there were a few opportunities where we were able to say, wait a minute, you know, we have a role for this person. You know, we can retain them and move them into a position that will be remote and still be able to utilize their important, you know, nursing skills and value. Now, has flexibility also meant giving people more time off, more personal days? We've talked a little bit about employee mental health and the stress, but is that part of the picture? It definitely is. And, you know, that's something that we are looking at. You know, we have a a pretty robust PTO program. So I think it's a little bit less about how much we're offering. And that is actually at a really good point. But I think what I notice is, an employee being able to use it and an employee feeling, you know, comfortable to put in for the time. And I think that's where the biggest focus needs to be is that employees may have, you know, great time off, but they don't feel comfortable to use it. Um, And maybe that's, you know, personally, they just, you know, don't feel they can put in for the time, or maybe they know that their department is short staffed or under stress and they don't, you know, want to be, putting in for time off when they know everyone's, you know, working extra hard. So I've kind of always encouraged that a manager needs to promote for their employees to take their time off. And if you see an employee struggling, right, sometimes you don't know, but sometimes you do. And if you do see an employee is possibly burnt out, maybe they're just overly stressed, maybe you start to see, you know, that they're having a little bit more of a negative response to things. As a manager, we should encourage them to take their time off and say, hey, you know, you haven't taken a day off in a while. You know, why don't you consider taking Friday off? And I think them knowing that as a manager, you support it and you're encouraging it will help foster them to actually utilize their time off that they have available. So to me, that's actually the biggest piece of it. Yeah, no, that's such a great point. And I've heard many HR professionals say that they're focused on training their line managers and getting them to understand, you know, what burnout looks like and steps to take. But the other interesting thing I've heard a lot lately is HR is burning out. You know, recruiters can't handle all the open recs that they've got and, you know, just everyone across HR. I mean, are are you seeing that? And and is there any ideas for a solution there? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's taking a toll on everyone. Right. And, you know, everyone is kind of facing different challenges. And with HR in particular, it's been hard to keep up. Right. So there's, you know, all the changes that have gone on in terms of 
you know, legislation, things related to vaccines and the workplace and the CDC, on top of everything else that normally occurs in the HR world, you know, different regulation changes that we deal with day to day. So, you know, there's a lot that's had to kind of be balanced as you sort of struggle to update policies and push out communications. You know, there was a period of time where we couldn't get it out fast enough and something was already changing. And that puts a lot of stress on the teams because they're just trying to ultimately manage everything. And, you know, they want to make sure that they're staying on top of things and that they're getting back to people too. I think, you know, we kind of saw that a little bit. Sometimes we'd be all over the place and trying to juggle multiple things but we always had in the back of our mind that we wanted to make sure that we were also responding and getting back to our employees, right? Because they were looking to us for support and whatever their questions may be or their needs may be, we didn't want to sacrifice that just because we were overwhelmed and, you know, having a lot to do ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now I know you're not responsible for talent acquisition, but I'm sure you're aware of, of tactics that you guys are using. I mean, we're, we're seeing signing bonuses of huge amounts. We're seeing rating of, of competitors. I mean, any thoughts on what's going on in the talent acquisition space, especially in healthcare and, and what can be done about these incredible shortages? It's definitely a challenge and everyone's competing ultimately for the same small pool of candidates, right? And I think when it comes to healthcare, you do have less of an opportunity to explore and expand, you know, more nationally, right? Your your reach is not as large because you can't ultimately have so many people remote. Whereas if it was, let's say, a business position, you know, we can consider someone that's maybe fully remote in another state. But when you need that nurse in that department, you you unfortunately don't have that ability. So it's definitely been tough and a struggle. And you do see all of the organizations struggling. You know, it's you kind of know it's not just you. And I think that's where the employee experience really becomes important. And one of the things that we actually just did was expand our employee referral program. So for us, you know, we want our employees to be our ambassadors. And they're the ones that will really share with people in their network. If they're having a great experience here at our organization, they'll share that and they'll extend that to others. And hopefully we can bring like-minded talent into our organization and hope that what sets us apart is that those candidates are hearing from someone, you know, that they value that we are a great place to work and why it's so great and maybe perhaps what might stand us out in comparison to the, some of the other employers that they may be looking at or considering. Yeah. So can you share your employee referral program? I assume you're, you're paying employees for referrals that work out. Exactly. So we did have a program already in place, but we decided to, again, kind of look at the whole thing and see where we had opportunities. And we definitely noticed that we did. So we increased most of our referral amounts. So we increased the bonus amount that an employee would receive. We actually changed and lowered the amount of time that it took for them to receive the bonus payout. So originally it was six months and we lowered that down to three months. And we also did a whole campaign and used our system again to create sort of an engagement opportunity. So in addition to just, you know, receiving your referral reward when someone's hired and passes that 90 days, we have what's called a referral leader campaign. So in our workday system, everyone earns points every time they make a referral. If their referral, you know, is considered for a job or ultimately gets hired, 
those earn points and employees can go in at any time and kind of see, you know, who the leaders are on a leaderboard, how everyone's earning points. And then we decided to implement sort of an extra quarterly incentive where every quarter we'll choose the top three referrers and give them an extra incentive. We developed a referral champion a bonus, a referral champion day off. And those are just extra ways that an employee can sort of feel rewarded for their referral activity that they're doing and for bringing, you know, great people to our organization. So we hoped that that would also just engage employees kind of throughout the year and give them another way to have a connection as well to the organization. Wow, that's really great. You're turning everybody into a recruiter. Exactly, exactly. So exactly. That's how we're helping uh, talent acquisition because, you know, you, you do need help, right? And it's tough and there's a lot of competition. So I think that that's something that you can't get anywhere else is employees sharing their experience and sharing with people they may know or people that they may interact with why where they work is so great. And then that message will translate and just attract more people. That is great. Well, what a terrific program. Well, Lindsay, this has been a a fascinating discussion. Great insights. Thank you so much to Lindsay Garrido for joining me to discuss creating a better employee experience, as well as recruiting and, and building a compensation plan. Before we get out of here, I want to encourage everyone to follow All Things Work wherever you listen to your podcast. And also, listener reviews have a real impact on a podcast visibility. So if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love it if you took a moment to leave feedback and help others find the show. And finally, you can find all of our episodes on our website at sherm.org slash ATW podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on All Things Work. All Things Work is sponsored by PNC Organizational Financial Wellness. Organizing multiple customizable financial health solutions to help address your employees' specific needs all in one place. PNC Organizational Financial Wellness. It's organizational financial wellness organized for you. Learn more at pnc.com wellness. PNC and PNC Bank are registered marks of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc., PNC.